Hello and welcome to the Refocus Podcast, a platform that broadcasts the stories of everyday, regular people. Join us as we indulge in these conversations and answer one of the most underrated questions ever asked. What really matters? Hello everyone, welcome back to the Refocus podcast. As you can see from the title, we're going to be discussing all things motherhood in this episode. I am so, so glad to have a new co-host who will be hosting this episodes with me for this new season. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Blessing. Hello, Cuckoo. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you're listening and at what time. Um, I'm actually honored to be like on this podcast and to actually share my experience as regards motherhood because like Kuku, seriously, if you ask me, I'm telling you, I can actually create a <laughs> create a full model of like all my experiences. Um, but then I know like, you know, we cannot put everything in words. Um, or put everything in writing so like things like this are like really encouraging so people can actually listen and you know hear our voices and like you know listen to our stories I know that you know most of these things that we feel or everything that we actually feel um, on this journey is valid so yeah I'm happy to be here Thank you so much. One of you guys don't know, Blessing is also a podcaster herself, and she is an influencer, a mom influencer. She posts things um, on her Instagram about motherhood. So if you're a young mommy or an old mommy or a mommy or a wannabe mommy, right? Like I follow her because I want to be a nice, hot, young mommy, you know? Um <laughs> to follow her to learn tips and yeah I think it's really exciting I'm also super excited to have one of our OGs she has been here on this podcast before when we spoke about toxic friendships and I just appreciate the love the support that she has always shown me in this work and it's not something I want to ever get used to. So, um, Abata, would you like to introduce yourself? She's our first guest for this brand new season. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Yay! Hey! <laughs> Hi, everyone. Oh, my goodness. I am so glad to be back. I can't tell you. It's like, I feel, I'm obsessed, actually. I feel like if you say supporter, <laughs> it, it minimizes. I don't like that. I am, I am obsessed with this podcast. <laughs> I'm glad to be here to share my story. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, ladies. So um, as usual, you guys usually have me anchoring the conversations, but now we have a co-host who is also a yummy mommy herself. And she will be spearheading the conversation as well. Um, so yeah, I think I'll just start and we'll see how this conversation goes guys i've disclaimer but many of you already know i'm not a mother yet but i would definitely love to uh, become one someday probably in a few years because i actually am really big on having kids young um but it is so big and it's so wide and it literally from what i have heard it changes a human completely 
right? Um, it affects um, a woman in so many ways. I mean, ways which we, I mean, I was, I was blown away the other day. I heard some women even lose their teeth, right? During pregnancy, the whole journey to, from conception to birth and motherhood, it is all encompassing. And each and every single mom that'll be on here will have their own unique stories. And that's the goal of this podcast, to you know, provide a platform where everyday people share their stories and they educate and they enlighten each other. And most of all, we ask ourselves what really matters, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what we should be living for. So um, Mabatha, would you like to start by just sharing with us um, about your pregnancy, um, how old you were, you know, just a little bit about that. Oh, all right. Thank you. Um, So... <laughs> So we are talking about it. Um, I was 21 when I got pregnant. And oh my goodness. Now that I think about it, I, I legit feel like I was so young. I was a baby having a baby. Actually, I was joking with my daughter uh, today. I was like, I was a baby having a baby. And she was shocked. She was like, oh, mommy, don't say that. You are old. I was like, excuse you. <laughs> I was 21 when I had, I was 21 when I got pregnant and then gave birth at 22. Um, The journey for me was, the pregnancy was smooth, you know, Mm. I I didn't even have morning sickness. I I only had morning sickness when I found out I was pregnant Mm. because like now my Mm. body in my mind is conditioned. Oh my goodness, you're pregnant. You should be throwing up. So I found out when I was like two months, two months and a half, somewhere there. So I was like long gone oh. by the time I found out. Um, so yeah, I mean, my journey, I would say it was rough. The pregnancy was not rough, but the emotions of it was rough. Like I said, I felt like I was a baby having a baby. And even after having my child dealing with postpartum, so that was a lot to bear. Oh, that's so good. Do you know, like, as you, as you actually say it, and, like, I'm actually thinking of my own experience and, like, the things I felt. I mean, obviously, like, you were quite younger than I was. I was, I think I was about um, 24 when I got pregnant um, yeah, and gave and put to bed, you know. So um, my baby was about, like, six months or seven months when I was, like, 25. So it was okay. Um, and exactly the same thing you said was still the same thing I said because I've always um, let me not say I've always but like because of growing up the way I grew up um, I was the first girl from my um, first daughter from my mother's side out first granddaughter sorry from my mother's side so I had the opportunity to like raise my my nieces and nephews like I was a lot for like about three or four of them I was in the hospital and when my aunties put to bed you know I followed my aunties home I took care of them from when they were like babies until you know so like when they grew up to you know to their toddler stage so to me and when I was getting pre- when I was getting married, I, I remember like I had the conversation with my husband, and I was like, "Oh, like oh, you know, children. Like I've had experiences with children, so I never thought that I would actually feel the way I felt when I put to bed. Because for me, it was like, oh my god, I experienced like baby blues. Because 
I started doubting myself. I was like, oh my God, bless you. What did you do? Did you actually think this through? Because for me, I just felt, I mean, I don't know, Mbatha, just, um, I don't, did you have expectations? Because for me, I expected it was going to be like so smooth, so easy. I mean, what's there? Just give birth. The, the, the worst that could happen is you just have like morning sicknesses and all those complications. But like the deep feelings that come with it, the emotion like oh my god the emotional trauma that comes with it is a totally different ball game so like I just want to ask like in battle like did you have any expectations or did you think of the fact like you know when you were younger did you like romanticize the idea of oh I'd like to be a mom someday I'd like to have children were you excited about it or was it something you never really like put enough thought into Oh my gosh, I feel you. Uh, firstly, I feel you when you talk about being the first granddaughter. I am the first grandchild and also the first granddaughter. So of course, I've been looking after my cousins, my baby cousins. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a mom. But for me, being a mom was like, it will happen when it happens, right? Mm-hmm. I never really had an idea of what it would be. I was mm-hmm. just like, it's, it's, it's an easy thing. You just look after the child. You're expected to have children. So children will just come. So when I had my daughter, um, because of how I was feeling emotionally, in that moment, I knew I did not want to be a mom. Mm, Parenthood, is- <laughs> <laughs> Parenthood is not my calling. Um, so... It's, it was really hard to the point where I even named my daughter Rue, which means bitter regret. You understand? Wow. So, and then that led into me um, dealing with my own postpartum. You know, um, so I don't know. Motherhood was not, I'm not, I'm going to be honest. It took me a good five years to emotionally connect to my daughter. A good five and she's six years old now mm. Oh, mm. you know I'm so, yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt um you know it's so crazy that when you guys started talking I expected you guys to be so heavy on the physical aspects or the physical um like basically what happens to you physically right? People speak about the weight gain, the stretch marks, the melasma or hyperpigmentation, tiredness, sickness, you know, people speak about all these things, cravings, and for us to just start big on like emotions, I never, I mean, I've heard about postpartum depression and stuff, but I've never really understood or like figure, I've I've never really thought my emotions would be all over the place, right? Um, if I were to have a child. And I mean, I I cannot say this for all pregnant women, but the fact that you both have this in common is just just so crazy. And even with the connection you spoke about, I remember when my friend, um, she was actually supposed to be one of the guests Mm -hmm. on this podcast, but I don't know if she'll be free. You know, when she had her baby, I told, I asked Stein one word, describe the experience of having a, a little a little child and she said it's like your heart beating outside your body 
And I was like, wow. But I never also knew, I mean, a lot of, you know, now thank God for TikTok, right? And social media, it's really doing a good job to educate us on many of these matters that are not generally spoken, you know, taught in schools. Nobody really tells you about yeah. to find that you also struggle to connect with the child emotionally. Blessing, is this something you can relate to or is this something you've also I mean, about? I mean, like, Coco, like, if you ask me, I would actually say, like, you know, the emotional, um, the emotional issue is, is, is actually the foundation from which, like, every other thing stems from. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like when you are obviously like you, you you're carrying a baby, first of all, like your hormones, your your whole body changes, your whole hormones and everything, you know, starts reacting. So like you know when you know obviously there are so many memes today that talk about um oh you know when a lady's on her period and she's like angry and that that that. So like imagine being pregnant and like that is times two of that because there'll be times when you would wake up and you're just in a bad mood so it could just be that okay you go to the mirror obviously like a lot of people really love their bumps like I mean for me I know a lot of people actually look at my pictures and they're like oh my god blessing you they have so much you know such a big bump and all that which for me I actually really really liked that I actually liked the fact that oh God, I could actually really slay when I was pregnant. But then there were also times that I would go to the mirror because maybe sometimes I wake up and my mood is not just right that day. So I might just stand in the mirror and I would just see something that would make me feel bad and I'll start crying. And I and I start thinking of, oh my God, I look ugly now. Oh my God, why is my leg like this now oh my god why does my back look that way so it's just like the whole emotional trauma actually you know releases all these other things that people you know actually complain about physically so when you have the like trauma in so when you have like all these hormones going all over the place like you know your body is growing your cells are like developing you wake up sometimes and like you see your hair falling out you wake up and like all morning you've been throwing up a lot of things are like happening and going on in your head so you know like it just takes you it actually takes you someone that is actually really really strong to go through that period of like nine months Mm. and actually come out not feeling oh my god what have I done Mm. like I would love to see any woman that will come and say oh you know like after nine months I felt like I could just do it no it doesn't just work that way because like you've your body has stretched your mind has stretched and there was something I actually saw yesterday that said um a woman's a woman's brain um squeezes or reduces whatever time you know it was six times um, when she's pregnant so it's not the normal size like it, it shrinks you know six times so it's like all these changes and you're just expected to like pop the baby out and just move on with life I mean for me like I never knew I was going to experience it like if you ask anybody and um, that knows me or that knew me they would they would never like because it it also took a lot of you know me trying to like explain things to like my friends and like get them to understand the way I was feeling because they didn't understand a lot of them were like blessing you I see the way you carry other people's children I see the way you relate with children 
Mm. What are you talking about that you're, you're not connecting to your baby? What are you talking about mm. that you don't like what is going on? And for me, it was it's not like I obviously like who's not gonna like their baby? I do like my baby. I loved my baby when I saw her. Mm. But like, you know, the feeling of excitement, the way you know, the way we watch it on TV and we expect that, oh my god, once the baby comes out, she was so excited. That was not what happened to me. Like when she came out, I was like, okay, mm. is that is there something else I'm supposed to be looking out for (laughs) so like that was that was the way it was for me but then it took me a while you know after because at that point I I was just I was tired I was like I just want to sleep but I couldn't sleep obviously because baby's here now you have to and like I say to a lot of people yeah there is no time like motherhood there's no time to actually prepare for it because it's just you pop out the baby and you start being a mom from the second that baby is out because you're going to carry that baby you're going to give them food you're going to beat them and this is you in pain you have not even healed from like nine months of you know carrying this baby so it's just a lot of things really it's just a lot of emotional stress um from the point you carry that baby to like the to when you bring them out and moving forward i don't know if like in, um, Bathel has like something to say as regards this. I would like to really hear how did you feel <laughs> when you it finally like pushed and baby came out I felt like okay job well done <laughs> I was like oh so now what I really I really had no expectations I was just like oh, okay okay are we done can I go back can I can I can I sleep you know and can I sleep? I rem- yeah, I was like, can I sleep? Oh my God. Like, like, oh yeah, we'll take you to your room. And you know, mm-hmm. um, the hospital does not immediately give you your baby, so they had to go and monitor her and check if she's fine before the, you know, giving her even her first bath and all of those things. So I was sleeping, and then they brought her to me at night, right? And she cried. I just stared at her, and I was just looking. And I was just like, okay, you can stop crying now. Like my mind was <laughs> legit not there. <laughs> it literally was not there. And the nurse came in. I'm telling you. And the nurse came in to say your baby is crying. I was like, oh, oh, okay. They're like, no, would you like to try breastfeeding? It's like for what? I, the way I was so disconnected from this whole motherhood thing it, it's it, it was it was bizarre for me I, I just could not even when she came home I remember she was crying I just did not wake up my mom had to come from her room into my room and be like your child is crying it's like oh I didn't hear her like I it was yeah for me it was just an emotional roller coaster. what came after was just me acting on normal responsibilities that a mother is supposed to do. Bathe the child, feed the child, take the child to school. And then, you know, all things will just work themselves out. And I remember I, <laughs> she asked for like a little brother, a sibling. And I was like, I'm never having a child. Me, a child, again, mm-hmm. no, you are enough where you are. You yeah, know, I, I, <laughs> I don't need another I think for most mm-hmm. of us, 
because we've always grown up with the idea that oh my goodness when you marry you're going to have children you are mm. going to love those children going to raise them in the ways in which they should go that when they get old they will not depart from them oh my God. blessings upon blessings on those children mm. um but for me i realized that motherhood is not a thing for me until mm. i got my child until i got my child i realized that mm another one is not going to work out for me you know um sorry about that so it was a matter of um if i have one i will have one if i don't it <laughs> god would have just heard my prayers you know but with other people's kids i'm in full in i can hug them okay like you said how like blessing was saying people will look at you and say like But like you, you're good with kids. Mm. Like, yeah, because they're not mine. <laughs> it's easier to be good. <laughs> like it's, I was telling them, like, it's easier to be so caring to someone else's because you're not raising them. Mm. There's no responsibility. There's no attachment. There is no emotion. But then when mm. it's yours, when you've carried this child, when your body has gone through a lot, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're like, ah, ah, what's it happen? Because mm. I, I was not this person. Did you catch that blessing? I was just like, I'm just South African, like, what's it happen? Oh, wow. Uh, oh. You know, so... It just takes a while, but I do know there are very, there are beauties in motherhood. Mm. There really are. There, there's beauty, and I've only realized that now, when I've, I, I became very intentional about being her mother. With the experience and the knowledge both of you have now, right? What do you think worked, and what did you think didn't? And also, I would like to know for both of you, how did you eventually how did the connection grow back you know because i i know that it's this is not a matter of do you or do you not love this child i'm looking at you guys and i'm hearing your stories and for me this is the first time ever i'm actually hearing this because i came from a family where my mom struggled to have kids when we were born my mom i i think she just she was so in love with the fact that she was now a mother because it was something she wanted right she like oh. aggressively wanted but also i've never had a, this conversation with my mom about you know just connecting with us as kids like i've never asked her hey when you eventually had us did you struggle to connect with us so um i don't know if this um issue with connection is different for women who like aggressively or maybe struggled with infertility like you never know like what people's stories are right it could also be that somebody a woman was really desperate to have a child and then had the child and was like oh snap you know think of it as something that you've badly wanted you know and then you get it and you're like oh uh oh wow you know okay for me um for me the connection for me wasn't um, it wasn't too difficult yeah because i feel like the majority of the whole thing or the majority of my issue was 
getting to that point where I had delivered and it was I'm just I'm gonna tell you a story Kuku like when I I remember yeah when I was in the hospital you know after giving birth because I, 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 I put to bed it was on a Tuesday um Tuesday morning so like I was in the hospital say from 10 that morning 11 12 1 2 3 blah 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 from there I was moved like to like the general women's ward so obviously I had to sleep over that night till the next day and I remember like the nurses coming to me and like oh are you sure you want to go home you can actually like stay back in the um, hospital and like go just stay for like two days and do you know like for some reason I was like I want to go home I want to go home I don't know what I thought was gonna be waiting for me at home seriously but I was just like (laughs) go home please I was just like in a hurry to go home and for me now I feel like that was a wrong move or a wrong decision if I had if I had my way I would have spent two nights in the hospital really um and 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 for anybody that is like listening to this now like if you have the opportunity to stay back in the hospital after you put to bed please do because I know like it's actually different in a lot of places in Nigeria I think it's like except like if it's proper complications uh, you have stable they, they just say oh after like the first day you can go home or if you're any other place, like in the UK here where I put to bed, like there's the option until you're ready, or until you feel like, okay, I want to go home. So don't rush home because you feel like, oh, I want to rush home. Because that was what happened to me. I really don't know what was waiting for me at home. I didn't even prepare anything. It wasn't like there was food or like anything. But it, in my head, I was just like, I want to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> And my husband was like, okay, fine. He came the next day, brought everything for me, bags, babies, things and all that. And he's like, okay, let's go home. We booked an Uber. And do you know, like till today, I can remember the way I felt. It was like my heart dropped. Like immediately the Uber pulled up like in front of the house. I came out from the car. I felt so different. I felt so angry. Like Mm. instantly. My mood changed instantly. I don't know what happened to me. Till today, Aww. I cannot explain you what happened, but it was like, blessing, why are you here? And immediately we got into the house, the house felt so small because I was like, oh my God, like, it's not just going to be me and hobby anymore. It's going to be me, hobby, and a baby. And it wasn't just like, okay, because obviously before it would be, oh, babe, what are you going to eat? Like, what are we going to do? It was, babe oh where are we gonna keep baby now oh um what what should we give her now? like it, this was like minutes of us getting into the house like I didn't even sit down I had to like go and start like unpacking or getting things oh my god like in the midst of that I just went into the bathroom and I started crying I was like oh my god what am I doing here I do because the thing is it actually dawns on you Kuku, like you're like okay this is it because obviously when I was in the hospital I could get help like you know if I needed to do something the nurses were like oh do you want to do this oh do you want me to run your bath oh do you want me to oh do you want me to hold baby but now I was home and he was like blessing yeah the ball is in your court now so I think at the end of the day obviously I loved her like if I see her I was so happy like I was so happy like oh my god my baby is finally here but like for the connection I feel like the connection between me and her, it was just there from the beginning, yeah? But for me, I had to, like, get back to myself 
and like start telling myself things like every day like blessing you can do this like this is what you're gonna do now and whatever it is that you need god is gonna make i mean like i tell a lot of people it's not it's it's literally uh, i couldn't do anything without god that period i'm not even gonna lie like i was like god hey, hey you've given me this you have to you just have to help me because there is no other person. There was no other person because that was when we just moved to the UK. So there was literally no mom, no dad, no brother, no sister, no help, no auntie, nothing. It was just me and my husband. And my husband was like going to school two, three days. I was the only one with baby at home. So it was really difficult. So it, it actually took me to like mm. build my by myself to understand where I was and what I was needed to do you know, moving forward. So yeah, the connection was there, but it was, the connection for me was me now understanding my new self and my new responsibility. Yeah. So yeah, that was. For me, um, oh God, firstly, I have to give honor to God because yeah. I was praying about it for <laughs> five years, all of five years, asking God to help me connect with this child, asking God for me not to be angry with the child. She's innocent. I'm the one who went and did the deed and then came back pregnant, you know? Mm. And I was, so to, this year, at the beginning of the year, I was like, Mama, to be intentional. Mm. Be intentional in getting to know her. Mm. And I just, and when I tell you, I just started being so intentional. I started listening. I'm not perfect at listening to her because it's still a learning process. But when I started listening to her, when I started being more sensitive to her, I mean, my daughter is the most, can be the most cutest little thing ever. I, I, I just thank God for that because it's almost like she can read my emotions Mm. and come to me and just say mommy you'll be fine you mm. know and then I will be like oh god why why me when you know this burden is already too much for me why give me someone who is so pure you know because the other kids will just be like ah you're crying mommy your mommy is crying and then they just leave it like that but this one was so soft with me so this year I was like how do I connect with her I'm gonna be intentional the same way she is soft with me I will be soft with her mm. I will listen to what she has to say I, I, I will have to come out of who I am mm. to be what she needs me to be mm. I will do that just so I can build a relationship with her because at the end of the day I don't know if she's going to need therapy for the past five years, Sha, but moving forward. <laughs> well, remember. I know. She doesn't remember. <laughs> but moving forward, we will minimize the time that she sits in therapy, you know? Um, <laughs> and I was just like... <laughs> and I just remembered how me and my mom also, like, it took us... It took as 20 somewhat years to yeah. have a relationship right wow. and I was like I don't want that for me and my daughter 
Mm. Understand. So I think also with the postpartum is also because where I had I was with my relationship with my mom, and then now I have a daughter. You mentioned this, and it just because today, like I was in a conversation with someone in the office, a guy, a man, and let me not say a guy because obviously he's like a grandfather, but he's quite young, and we were talking about like relationship dynamics, yeah, and we, you know we just talked about the fact that all oh, girls and their dads and like boys and their moms. And he was saying that his daughter and the mom used to be like cat and dog. And that was also the same thing I said. I said that I remember that I and my mom, we used to be like cat and dog. Like we, we, were, we were really cool. Like obviously we would talk, we could sit down and like have discussions. But obviously there'll be things that, mommy, this one you're telling me, no. <laughs> and you know, like obviously the other way around. But but you think like because you have... um you know becoming mom now yeah so a lot of all those things that she told you or like she tried to like advise you on Mm. or the way she would you know stress about certain things or the way she would speak to you when she was angry or stressed or like you know going through all this emotional like roller coasters that which we didn't know as children do you think because that is what I actually think because now I feel like me and my mom are really really close yeah so do you think um because you've also experienced motherhood because now like you've you're, you know like to some extent like you've actually put yourself in her shoes mm. do you think that do you think that has actually helped with the relationship <laughs> you have with her now yeah I mean now I understand my mom a whole lot more um what I understand now about parenthood is that they grow with us. They they also first time parents. They mm-hmm. grow with you. They, it's a learning pro- process for them. And yeah. I've just been like, and I remember I, I say this this other time. I'm like, I am growing with my daughter. True. I, I motherhood <laughs> might not be something that I now realize I want or whatever the case might be. But with my daughter, we are growing together. Uh, with God by my side, I now fully understand the decisions that my mom made, how she is now, who I am now. And definitely don't want that to be who my daughter is. So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I now, up to somewhat years, I mean, my, my relationship with my mom was very volatile. Um, it was not the easiest one to the point where it, it multiple times got into a physical altercation. That's how bad it was. Um, wow. But I think it was, oh, I, she was going through her own things and I was going through my own things. And I felt like she was, she was, she was letting herself feel what she wanted to feel and not let me feel what I need to feel. So, but now that I'm a mother, I'm definitely like, and being very intentional about it. I'm just like, daughter, feel what you need to feel. Mm. Feel it and tell me, let me grow with you. Because um, I, this thing is new to me. It's not like I was born a mother. <laughs> no, <laughs> I became a mother because of you. Therefore, it's a learning process. I, and every day I pray to God and I, I am very transparent with him. I'm like, you know, I cannot do this. It's only through you that I'm able to smile mm. with this child. Now I'm able to experience this child. I'm, I'm, now that I, I, it's almost like I wish I was in, very intentional before. 
because like this year I just see her blossom and and grow and I'm just like but you missed out on five years basically you legit missed out on five years and I was just like this year I just now now (laughs) I was singing she's singing the songs that I sing in the morning I do her hair we listen to gospel music and I would hear her singing it she has like this microphone in her hand and like she's singing um outside the house and like she's making Mm -hmm. noise and I just join her and we just sing and laugh and I was just Mm -hmm. like wow thank you God so yeah (laughs) <laughs> motherhood has opened my eyes to a lot to what my mom has has gone through wow okay guys like this has been so 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 insightful like honestly speaking um to close this episode right what matters most what really matters should be why why do you want to have a baby hmm. um this, not, this not, is a podcast on its own. I think a lot of women just think it's normal and it's natural. And some people even batter, like people who have chosen to be child-free. Because everybody just thinks it's, I'm supposed to have a child, I'm a woman, you know? At the end of the day, like, it's not, obviously, I'm not going to say, oh, don't have a baby. Or, Do you understand? You know, obviously all the propaganda people push these days, but why like in as much as you love children you love babies like why do you them and i feel like if us as young girls and as young ladies start thinking of it like before maybe marriage or even while like you're in the marriage you start thinking of the fact that okay why do i want this baby do i want this baby because oh i want the baby to complete my family do i want to extend the love that i feel for my you know for god for my partner to another person am i ready for that because sometimes we actually feel like oh we are ready but but then the babies come and we're like oh my god what do i need to do because i feel like no matter what you would still feel that way yeah but having that at the back of your mind would help you actually reduce the impact you know of the you know the the emotional roller coaster is going to help reduce it a lot and it will help you change your perspective towards it it will help you like lower any expect expectations you might have because you may think that okay when the babies come they're going to be singing you're going to be singing you know kumbaya from the hospital to the house no that's not what it's going to be so like it just helps you put things in perspectives it helps you gives you that mature mind to know that okay this is why i'm actually doing this and also research 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 because sometimes it may not be the perfect time it may not be the time maybe you and your husband want that you get this baby but the more you prepare for those things yeah it just gives you that threshold that you know that okay no matter what happens i have like something to fall back on i know like i would not um be, be, be scrambling for strength or like looking for people to help pull me back up I know that like even if I feel down or I feel tired um I would still be able to like help myself back up so it's just those I know it's like oh it's quite little those things are not but they are really important like things like that because we actually forget it because we think oh I'm a girl so yeah it should happen naturally no it may not happen naturally <laughs> you may not like it you may like it but by the time you start preparing in advance um for whatever comes you would 
know that okay I'm actually prepared for whatever it is so yeah I think those are like the two two things I would say thank you so much thank you so much blessing how about you Mabato for me um oh for someone who wants to have um kids like blessing says why do you want to Mm. are you ready for the responsibility because Mm. parenthood motherhood means sacrifice People are out here talking, oh, take care of yourself first. <laughs> Listen, those who are mothers already know that it is sacrifice because it's, it's, self, it's selflessness. You cannot mm-hmm. be selfish. True. There's no more I, the same way as there is no more I in a marriage. Mm. True. Motherhood is the same. Yes, take care of yourself, but have that in mind. That when you have a burger, you will need to cut it in half. When you cook rice, you're going to have to cook plenty of it. Mm. And when you give birth, speak out and feel everything that you you are feeling. Mm. If it's joy, hold on to the joy. If it's sadness, let it out. Speak out. Don't, don't. Even if someone thinks what you're saying is crazy, speak out. And most importantly, our Father who art in heaven, he will never fail you, ever, 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 ever. But be sure that when you're praying to him, you're also hearing how he wants you to parent that child. Thank you so much, ladies. This was exciting. Um, It will be so great to keep speaking. I feel like this is such a rich conversation. I mean, there's a lot of things you hear from people, but you know, like having somebody sit down and walk you through their journey. And I bet you guys in this, what, 30, 40 minutes, you probably didn't even touch half. You just cracked the surface, you know, of of, of what exactly. (laughs) So it was so good to have you guys and to have you co-hosting. Blessing will be a familiar voice till the end of this season. Um, Mabako. We'll see you definitely for another. Um, but thank you, ladies, so much. Um, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. So we have come to the end of this week's episode. I hope you liked it. Don't forget to share, to like, to subscribe, to leave us ratings if you love what you hear. I am super pumped to see you next week. Have a lovely and productive week. Bye.